Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And so I'm Elizabeth. And this week, y'all, we get into it. We watch Stuck in the Suburbs. See, I feel like Stuck in the Suburbs is like the pinnacle of decom like whenever you think of decoms like stuck in the suburbs is always like up at the top like i always Mm -hmm. remember it um i whenever i like watched this movie as a kid i did not like comprehend what like the message was like i didn't know what suburbs were yeah literally i did not know what suburbs (laughs) were whenever i was a kid and i was like what 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 is the point like the whole thing about like uh like oh Brittany doesn't like her life because it's boring like i did not get that (laughs) yeah like watching this movie i was like oh so that's what they're trying to convey yeah it makes a lot more sense but as a kid i still liked it without even getting like what was going on entirely. Yeah, at the end, um, I have a little announcement I like to say to any child who hates their life in the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned for that. <laughs> okay, so this movie stars uh, Danielle Panabaker. Most recently, she was on The Flash and all of its um, correlating DC universe all the other, I don't know, there's so many, I don't know, I don't watch it, I don't keep up with it. But good for her, she's a serious regular. Uh, she was in the remake of Friday the 13th, which we, do you remember watching that? No. It was really bad. I wasn't oh, there. You weren't there? We were at Maddie's house. No, I was not there for that. Oh, well, it was really bad, I do not recommend. Uh, we'll see her later in Rita and Weep with her younger sister, Kay Panabaker. Mm-hmm. Um, she played the iconic Phoebe North in Yours, Mine, and Ours, um, and... Most iconically, (laughs) she played Layla in Sky High. Yeah, whenever you're talking about superheroes, I was like, well, she played a more important superhero. Yes, this is her most, Sky High is her most important role. Sky High is the best superhero movie that exists. Yeah, anyone, any Marvel movie does not stand up to it. It's true. I have seen most Marvel movies, and I agree. Sky High is better than all of them. We Um, don't believe in the eugenics message that people claim that it has. Apparently, (laughs) that's... I wrote a review on Letterboxd, and I said that Sky High was the greatest superhero movie of all time. And then I got a comment that was, like, a YouTube video about how Sky High is about eugenics. No, I said, Sky High is the greatest superhero movie of all time. Don't at me. And then I got an at, and I was like, I said don't at me. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, so we also has Brenda Song, who we met in The Ultimate Christmas Present. It's, this is not the last time we will see her. Absolutely not. Um, there's a girl named Amanda Shaw, who we'll see later in Now You See It. Um, Todd Stashwick, who plays the man- Jordan's manager. He was Dr. Draken in the live-action Kim Possible. Oh, no. Which we'll get to in a few years. Um, and then we have Mr. Taryn Killam. Who I'm a, I'm a big fan of. <laughs> uh, you probably know him from SNL. He was on from 2010 to 2016. Um, he was also a recur- a small recurring character in How I Met Your Mother. He played Blauman. I think he worked at uh, Marshall and Barney's law firm. But he was on How I Met Your Mother because he's married to Robin. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> and they have like all their spouses on the show. Um, he was in The Heat, which is a movie with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. It's a great movie if you've never seen it. It flew, like, under the radar because critics were like, ing. But it's really good. <laughs> um, he was in an episode of iCarly, which I do remember. He played, uh, I don't remember if it was Secret Service or an FBI agent. No, I think it was Michelle Obama's Secret Service. Um, he was in one of my favorite episodes of Community, uh, the Glee spoof. He played, um, Mr. Rad. <laughs> He was apparently in Scrubs, which I do not remember. Um, he was in the Dune Buggy episode of Drake and Josh. 
uh, Drake and Josh get a dune buggy, and Drake has a friend, and they take the dune buggy out and end up crashing it on the streets of San Diego. He was the friend, and he played, like, a surfer bro. Um, he was also in The Amanda Show in the Dawson's Creek parody. Moody's Point. Moody's Point. I did not, like, <laughs> get it when I was a kid. I was just like, this is so weird. Like, obviously, like, I haven't seen it since then, but, like, looking back on it, I was like, It's oh. so clever. If you go back and watch it, it's, I really appreciate it. Like, the thing it. I remember most is that <laughs> the girl, she would always say, you're so hurtful. And her mom got lost in a hot air balloon. Yeah, and then she'd be like, my dad's toe. <laughs> Yeah, I remember her dad lost a toe. And then it floated up to her in the hot air balloon. <laughs> uh, Taryn Killam played, I think, like... Spalding. Yeah, Spalding. Like, the best friend who was in love with Moody, but she never knew. Classic. I need to go back and watch Moody's I think I think he was supposed to be Pacey, if you're a Dawson's Creek person. Well, because there was Sternum, and that was the guy who would just, like, look at her, and she'd be like... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he was also in Big Fat Liar, which I don't remember. Yeah. I haven't seen Big Fat Liar in a hot minute. Um, but my favorite Taron Killam story. So he was on Mad TV for a hot minute. Um, and <laughs> I was listening to a podcast where he was interviewed. I do not remember the podcast. Sorry to that podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he was telling the story about how he was on, like, Mad TV, like, right in his, like, early 20s, like, out of college. And so he decided to, like, take, like, all of his, like, college buddies to set. So it's all these, like, you know, early 20s, like, probably frat guys, like, coming to set. Like, oh, yeah, it's so cool. So they all get to set. And they can't find anyone. There's no one there. And then they finally, like, make their way to, like, a lot in the back. And everyone's, like, standing around in a circle, like, super quiet. And that's when he realized it was September 12th, 2001. Like, brought all of his, like, stupid, like, college buddies to set up Mad TV to be like, yeah, this is where I'm working now. Oh, my God. How did he not know it just happened? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he didn't realize there'd be a, a somber circle at work. <laughs> I don't know. I was only five when it happened. I do not know what happened on September 12th. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my favorite story about Tara. <laughs> um... And, yeah, he was in this movie, and I remember, like, watching Saturday Night Live, and I was like, oh, like, that guy looks familiar. And I was like, oh, it's the guy with, like, the Amanda show and stuck in the suburbs. I knew that he was on um, SNL, but I don't think that I saw, like, I didn't watch a lot of SNL growing up besides, like, old stuff that my brothers or my parents liked, so I didn't watch it during that time, and I don't know that I've seen sketches that he's in. He was in, like... All of them, all the time. I know, but I, know I, I didn't have, watch SNL at that time. <laughs> You've definitely seen, like, something on, like, YouTube or something that he was in. Probably. Um, and lastly, I believe this is the mom. Her name's Kirsten Nelson. She was a series regular in Psych. I didn't, I've never seen Psych, but it's always, it's always been in my list to watch. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. I know it has Sam from Holes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's all I have for the people. I had one more person. I had Patrick Dogner, maybe they're supposed to be an R. I'm not sure. This was a little brother. He played Cooper. He was young Keith and One Tree Hill. Oh yeah, I did and that. I remember that because I saw the little brother and I was like, I know that I've seen him in something. And I was like looking through his dis- his um like IMDb page and I couldn't see anything. And then I was like, One Tree Hill, what was he? And then I was like, Oh, yep, yep, that makes sense. He's always making fun of Dan. He's like, You killed me. So. <laughs> I thought old Danny boy made fun of Dan. No, it's young Keith, which makes it even worse because he's like, I'll 
a child killed and me. innocence. Oh, spoilers for One Tree Hill. <laughs> that mo- show happened, started like, in 2017 years if ago. If you didn't see it, I'm sorry. I don't think you're going to. Oh, I remember watching that episode. I was shocked. I was like, oh, this show is so good. Amazing. And then it went all downhill from oh, there. Oh, yeah. They had too many seasons. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into the movie. So we start, the opening credits are magazine covers, and so it's, you know, like, starring, like, Danielle Panabaker, but they're all on magazine covers of Jordan Cahill, who is this teen pop superstar sensation. He is not cute enough to be a pop sensation, no. at least not with the long hair. Not with the, oh my god, I always thought the long hair was so ugly. I know! Was anyone like, oh my god, the long hair is perfect? Like, Especially for the time. Like, I know that this is 2004, like he had, so it's yeah, not, like, the prime highlights. of boy bands anymore. But, like, who in the boy bands had long hair? They didn't do long hair. No, they all had, like, spiky frosted tips. Yeah. He literally had Kelly Clarkson hair. <laughs> he really did. And it did not work for him. <laughs> and he wore a fedora. <laughs> it's so bad. I remember, like, like, even in the commercials, like, they would show, like, with the haircut. I'm like, he looks so much better. Yeah. <laughs> um... So then uh, we see a pan shot of the suburban neighborhood. Every single house looks the same. This mom is driving these girls home from soccer practice, or a soccer game. They're all in their uniforms. Yeah, they're all, like, talking over each other, and the mom is just like, oh my fucking god, I want to get out of this situation, Um, which... No one is sweaty, and one of them has their hair down. Unrealistic, I'd like to say. Maybe she took her hair down after the game. She'd still be... No, it's, like, half up, half down. It was, like, specifically styled that way. I don't know. No one is sweaty. <laughs> well, they've been in the car for a while. You don't know. The game could have been an hour away. In the suburbs? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm still sweaty after it. <laughs> I've got, like, the dried sweat on my face. Yeah, so uh, they're driving around, and the mom keeps asking them to quiet down, but every time they do, they, like, start talking louder again. Brittany, our main character, pulls out these sandals that she has. That she just keeps casually keeps in her sweaty soccer bag. I think she was excited to, like, show them off, I guess. I don't know. So she shows them to her friend, and she's like, my aunt got these for me in New York. They're one of a kind. They're super unique, and I love them. And her friends are like, oh, my God, I'm so jealous. I wish I had shoes from New York. So they do not live in New York. <laughs> yes, they do not live in the suburbs of New York. Um, so then the mom stops and she says, Brittany, like, this is your stop, get out. And Brittany looks and she's like, no, it's not my house. <laughs> and I was like, are you sure? And Brittany's like, most definitely. Mom, it, like, all the houses look the same, so yeah. the mom got confused. Yeah, so then when they finally do get to Brittany's house, she gets out of the car, but all the girls realize that it's almost four o'clock, and so they look at mom, and mom's like, no, not again, we need to get home, we're already running late, but they all run into the house, and they go to the TV, they steal the remote from her little brother who's playing a video game, she finishes the video game for him, and then quickly changes it to, like, their equivalent of, like, MTV. The mom who is driving the car meets Brittany's mom inside, and Brittany's mom says, what's going on? And the mom says, Jordan and they both go uh well, this is a regular thing also I just want to say that this like tv show that they love it's called music update all they do is report on Jordan Cahill they don't that's do it. anything he's it should literally be called star. Jordan Cahill update because that's all they do yeah um yeah so, so he's, um, his new music video is premiering and the girls scream it's just like new music video premieres and they'll go ah! 
But this is uh, the most iconic scene from this movie, in my opinion. <laughs> so the music starts playing, and they all get up, and they're dancing along to the music. It's, it's clearly, like, something that they choreographed themselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have choreography all the way through. And so we're watching the music video, okay, and well, it's like... I need to talk about the music video for yeah. a second. So the music video consists of Jordan Cahill and this girl in horrible blue eyeshadow and this, like, paper crown that looks like a nurse's hat from the 60s. And they're just, like, at this theme park, and he's like, uh, what's, what's the song? Thelma, no, wait, that's not it. Um, <laughs> something about faith. Gotta have faith in you. Oh, yeah, yeah. close your eyes, take away. Yeah. yeah, okay, so it's that one. <laughs> and Taron Killam was 22 when this was made. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and in the movie, we find out his birthday, and it's, it was Taron Killam's actual birthday. I was gonna say that. My fun oh, fact. Sorry. <laughs> Ruin it. Well, anyway, so Taron Killam was actually, like, 22, and so, like, I'm assuming, like, that's what Jordan Cahill's supposed to be. This girl is, I'm, it's, like, his, like, girlfriend, his, like, celebrity girlfriend who stars in, in the music video. Looks like she's 13, I'd like to say. I don't think she looks like she's 13. She looks like she's 16. She looks Which isn't good. Illegal. <laughs> yeah. That's all I want to say. Um, yeah, so the moms and the little brother, his name's Cooper, they just, like, watch all the girls perform this choreographed dance in the living room. Yeah. And then, at the end of the dance, all the girls hold hands, step on the couch. On and the not, back of the couch. On the, on the back of the couch, and, like, flip it over so they all fall. Um... None of their cleats are dirty. <laughs> they were running around a soccer field all day. My, <laughs> I um, was not rich enough to have a house that was big enough where, like, you could have it behind the couch. My couch always uh, was pressed up against the wall because that's what made the most room. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom would have killed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, their mom, her mom looks at her and they're like, we'll clean it up, we'll clean it up. But she really doesn't care. Even though she's super strict about other things. Does not make sense. Does not add up. Um, their super clean cleats do not get the couch dirty. I'd like to point that out. It's a new season. They haven't broken them in yet. It hasn't rained. It's California. Yeah, they I, still where get do they live? Dirty. I don't know. <laughs> they still get dirty. It's the first game. They still get dirty! Okay, my cleats were never that dirty on the first game. They still, they can still track dirt. They they literally dig they can. into the ground. Oh, they can, but that doesn't mean that they do. Okay, well, there's literally nothing on these shoes. Yeah, because they're new shoes. They were running around playing a game for an hour. So? <laughs> so they're gonna How get do we know? dirt. Okay, Brittany's not even good, so oh Brittany God. probably Moving wasn't on. playing. Moving on. They could have been on the bench. <laughs> Moving on. So, um, later on, Mom, like, just opens the brother's door without knocking, um, and he's, like, dancing and playing his Game Boy and humming (laughs) Jordan's new song. He trips on a toy, and then he falls, and Mom tells him to do homework and takes away the Game Boy, and that's it. Yeah. Mom, like, literally knocks around to each of the three kids, and it's like, homework check, making sure you did your homework. Yeah. Which is very weird to me. (laughs) It's annoying, but that's how some parents are. So she Well, I mean, like, some parents have to, because- People just don't do their homework, and I don't understand. <laughs> well, the mom knocks on the older sister's door. Her name's Jessie. She checks on her, and Jessie is obviously smart. She's wearing glasses. Yes. And mom's like, homework check. And she's like, mom, do you really have to do that? And she's like, humor me. So she's like, oh, I finished my homework two hours ago, and now I'm working on extra credit because I'm perfect. And mom's like, oh, wow, amazing. And she's like, it'd be easier to work, though, if I, there wasn't band practice next door. Yeah, so we go over to Brittany's room, and Brittany is writing a song on her guitar. Uh, We see her room is covered in Jordan Cahill posters, uh, and Mom walks in for a homework check. 
Um, I don't know, they go through, like, this whole back and forth of, like, oh, like, I, I'm doing homework. Uh, but Mom picks up these lyrics that Brittany is writing, and she reads, The door is closed on my dreams. Life is being lived far away. <laughs> yeah, and so, Mom, okay, this is literally what Mom says, word for word. Oh, my God, she I says, know. <laughs> I don't know if I should be more upset that, one, you haven't started your homework yet, or two, that you really feel like that? Like, mom, mom, that's number one. What should you be more upset about? <laughs> yeah, and then Brittany literally says, stop being so dramatic. She's like, it's just teen angst. Calm down, mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, like, nothing happens where we live, you know. The suburbs. Um, and mom is like, oh, well, you can help me save the Ashbrook house. Just sort of like this rally, which we'll learn about later in the movie. And Brittany says, I don't want to save some old house that nobody wants. Um, but then mom, like, convinces her to pretend to be excited about life. I don't really know what we were doing there. Yeah. Um, but then all of Brittany's phones, and by that I mean, like, her, la- like, I guess, like, the landline. That yeah. she has her own, uh, hookup in her room. And all of her IMs go off at the same time. And her cell phone. And her cell phone. It's a four-way call. And all of her friends start screaming, Jordan is coming to town! But mom hangs up her phone because Brittany still has not done her homework yet. Yeah, so we cut to the next morning. Mom and Dad are getting ready for the day, and they're talking to each other about, like, oh, Cooper has this, and Jesse has this, and Brittany has this, and they're like, okay, we know what to do. And everyone's kind of, like, hustling around this morning. Brittany is wearing a slightly cropped tube top, and her sister comes over and is like, you're gonna wear that to school? Yeah, Brittany's like, does it say, like, put me in your music video, because the music video director is gonna be at my public middle school today. (laughs) Yeah, and her sister says, no, more like, put me in a sweater Uh, and yeah so dad immediately walks by and he's like no and i mean like like at a typical high school this would not be accepted yeah um but like it's it's not that bad like some of the things that like disney channel kid like wore back in the day was a lot more provocative than this yeah she's also wearing a jean jacket over it yeah uh mom looks at her and she says you look adorable so then britney's like i have to go change yeah um jesse is putting together the science project but the Mom used part of it for a dog toy. Cooper is getting it. He needs to get his karate uniform. But it's still but wet, it's still so wet he has dryer. to hang it out the door. Everyone, the car. everyone just rushes to the minivan because they're all late. Dad goes off to work. Mom goes to drop him off at school and set up for this uh, rally this afternoon. But then Brittany comes back downstairs with a new top that is just barely slightly longer <laughs> than, the re- than the other one. Well, it has straps this time, too. Does it? She's wearing a jean jacket. I can't tell. Yeah, it does. And everyone's left her, which has happened before. But something I wanted to mention about this scene is, like, so I have three older brothers. The oldest one was, like, never really, like, getting ready for school at the same time as us because he's 12 years older than me. But this is, like, it's not accurate because I don't know about y'all. Were you guys talking all that time in the morning? I was no, not. I was, I was half, silent. I was half dead. Yeah, <laughs> I was silent. Like my parents would probably be like, "Okay, like come on, let's go." We might have been running late, but like, I'd be, like trying talking. To my, no, trying to eat my breakfast, not realizing that food at seven a.m. makes me nauseous. Yeah, having <laughs> whole conversations, <laughs> absolutely not. And then I'd go back into my room and sleep for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so Brittany got left behind, and then we cut to her walking into school with her friends, and she's complaining about how, like, this isn't the, like, first time this has happened. It's funny, maybe the first time, but not this time. And then her friend says, welcome to the land of the middle child, a couple miles west of the island of misfit toys. (laughs) Um, I am a middle child. I've never been forgotten. I've never felt, like, left out like a middle child. Yeah, I don't think that you're, like, the stereotypical middle child. Thank you. That's a real compliment. (laughs) 
Well, I've I mean, always, I never thought I was, but I never wanted to be like, I don't think I am. I mean, I think that speaks to your experience. Like, your parents didn't forget that you existed. Yeah. <laughs> I also, like, never wanted attention. I mean, my one brother did get left at school one time. It was not by my parents. It was by the carpool, but that did happen, and he was not, one of the middle children. But that's not because he was a middle child. I, I mean, think. it's because he's quiet. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we forgot Austin. I mean, yeah, I was quiet, but <laughs> yeah. that was... I was about to say that was a choice. It's not a choice. <laughs> um, anyway, so all of the fr- Brittany and her three friends meet up, um, and they tell one of them, it's like, Brittany, I looked online last night, and I found your shoes, and I bought pairs in two colors. And Brittany's like, um, no, they're only available in New York. And she's like, well, that store has a website. And then all the other girls are like, oh, I'm going to buy a pair, and we'll all be matching. And Brittany is clearly not happy with this. Yeah, she's disappointed because she wants some, like, you know, she wants to stand out a bit. She's stuck in the suburbs, you know. (laughs) So, okay, I need to talk about this scene. Oh, yes. Each of them opened their lockers, oh. like, one by, yeah, no, th- just this part. <laughs> each of them opened their lockers one by one with uh, Jordan's picture in them. And then we each get, like, a glimpse of, th- of three of the lockers, but not the fourth one. So, I looked at each one of their lockers. Mm-hmm. So, we see on the first one, it's, and they're all, it's, like, a picture, like, cut out picture of Jordan and then, like, a sticky note next to it. And the first one says, Jordan hearts Brittany. And the second one says, Jordan and Ashley sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. <laughs> And then the third one says, Jordan hearts Kaylee. And then the fourth one, <laughs> there's no, like, specific thing. There's a picture of Jordan, but there's nothing specific written about Jordan. But there is her name written on a, it's her name Olivia, written on a piece of paper. And then surrounding her name is literally a circle of Fruit Loops. <laughs> yeah, for fun. Decoration. Fruit Loops? Pretty. <laughs> okay. Better than elbow macaroni. <laughs> is it? <laughs> feel like it. It's a nice touch. Classy. I was like, look at that and I'm like, did she just like craft a circle of Fruit Loops and then write her name in the middle? Apparently so. <laughs> we, we love the... <laughs> Yeah, so um, as they're all at their lockers, we enter, we see, whoa, whoa, wait, and then they all say, good morning, oh, Jordan, yeah. and then blow a kiss to their picture. Yeah. Yes, but, continue. Then, enters a stylish Brenda song, and her outfit is so cute for it the is. time. Oh my god, okay, so, like, she walks through the front door, it's slow motion, there's a fan blowing in her face, she does the hair flip, it's so good, she yes. like, this little, like, bump it, probably, and, like, these, like, like, highlights at the ends of her and hair. And she has, like, layered, like, chunky kind of layers, but it looks good for the time. Yes. Um, she's wearing, like, this, like, sweater vest over a button, like, over a short sleeve button-up, mm-hmm. uh, with a plaid tie. It's um, all black and white, the outfit. Yes. Uh, there's a black skirt with one of those, like, um, like, circle chain belt things. Um, she has a black and white soccer ball purse, which I always it's so loved. cool. I loved it back <laughs> it's in the so day. so cool. I am not a purse person, but I loved that purse. Yeah. And she has square-toed white leather boots. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's iconic. Yeah, um, so. Everyone is staring at her, obviously. Yeah. Later on, we learned her name is Natasha, but her name's Natasha. So she yeah. walks over to the friends, and she's like, oh, my locker is over here. And so she looks at all their lockers, and she's like, oh, is that your boyfriend? And they're like no, that's Jordan Cahill. And she's like, who? They're like, you don't know who Jordan Cahill is? And then she just casually drops, well, I've been living in Europe for the past couple of years, so I'm out of date on the latest trends. And then she says, apparently ponytails are back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And all the girls. It is such a subtle, like, slow, but harsh 
third degree burn. Yeah, all the girls walk away, and as Brittany walks away, she slowly takes her ponytail out. We can tell that Brittany is enthralled by Natasha. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to gym class. So, like, all the girls are in, like, their basic gym uniform, which is a t-shirt and shorts, but Natasha is also wearing a red sweater vest. <laughs> she took her hair out and put it into, like, little pigtails, and she also has this trucker cap that she put on, all for gym class. Mm-hmm. Um, she's trying to talk her way out of gym, but, uh, the teacher says no and puts her in goal with Brittany, um, and they're supposed to block, like, 30 PKs coming in at the same time. <laughs> well, yeah, they're two both people in goal. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But um, they start talking. Yeah, well, first I just wanted to point out that Natasha is very bad at soccer and doesn't like it, so that always made me question the soccer ball purse. Because I would never. Well, it's just a fashion statement. <laughs> I know, but, like, I would never, like, carry around a volleyball purse because I do not like volleyball. <laughs> well, I mean, volleyballs also are not as stylish as soccer balls. Like, objectively speaking, soccer balls are a very pleasant sport ball to look at. I guess. They're designed well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're talking, and Natasha's like, yeah, I'm from Europe. My dad well, lived there. <laughs> Brittany immediately introduces herself. She's like, my name's Brittany, but you probably know, like, a million Britneys. There's seven Britneys in my class. I've been, th- like, before even ta- Natasha gets, like, a chance to talk, she's yeah. like, I think I would have changed my name to something like, uh, I don't even remember what she says. Pharaoh. Like, Pharaoh or Natasha. Natasha's like, that's my name. She's like, oh, I was thinking about these other names. Well, no, and Natasha says Natasha, and she's like, well, I don't know that I'm actually Natasha. And then she's like, no, that's my name. Yeah, so they start doing, like, knee runs where they have to, you know, like, bring their knees to their hands. Um, And Natasha's like, oh, like, when I'm not in Europe, I live in New York with my mom. Yeah, Um, and her mom was transferred here because of her job, so that's how she ended up in the suburbs. Yes, yeah, so Brittany's friends are, like, eyeing Natasha talking to Brittany in the locker room. And uh, Natasha notices all, Natasha notices a few girls wearing Jordan Cahill shirts. And she's like, what is the deal with Jordan Cahill? And Brittany, trying to impress Natasha and wanting to be like Natasha, says, oh, well, everyone's obsessed with him, but he's okay. Because um, she wants to seem different. She wants Natasha to like her. Yeah, and Natasha is just, she kind of, like, gives into that. And she's like, yeah, like, being different is cool. Yeah, and at this point, Brittany's friends are, like, watching her, and they cannot believe what she's, and, like, honestly, I kind of agree with Brittany's friends on this. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's okay that, like, Brittany's, like, trying to make a new friend, but the fact that she's, like, like, one, like, changing who she is, and, like, her friends are, like, seeing this, mm-hmm. and sort of, like, leaving them out of this, like, during this whole, a lot of this whole movie, I am not that mad at Brittany's friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Brittany comes home with Natasha. Yeah, she just brings her home after school without asking her parents. <laughs> yeah. And Natasha's parents are just fine with her going to a stranger's house. Yeah. Uh, Mom is carrying all these signs for the, for the Ashbrook house. Uh, Brittany introduces them. Natasha, like, asks about the signs for a second. Brittany's like, oh, like, it's so dumb. And they're about to go upstairs to Brittany's room. But Brittany stops for a second, and she makes Natasha listen to her mom about the house first, so Brittany can rush upstairs and take down all of her Jordan Cahill posters in her room. Um, so after that, Brittany rushes downstairs uh, to get Natasha. As mom is explaining, we sort of hear her saying that, like, oh, like, tearing down, down this house is, like, a last connection to the past. So mom, we kind of get that she wants to save this Ashbrook house. It's an old house, and she wants to make it a historical landmark, but they're going to tear it down uh, to make it, like, a parking lot or something. Um, so as they run upstairs, Natasha's suddenly like, oh, like, that was kind of interesting. Even though this whole time Brittany's like, ew, I hate this house. Yeah. Um, as they enter Brittany's room, Natasha is describing what it was like to live in New York City. 
Um, and Natasha says that she wants to convince her mom that they made an, a terrible mistake moving here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brittany's like, oh my gosh, like, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Natasha notices Brittany's guitar, and Brittany's like, oh, like, I don't really play. Um, and then at this point, Brittany walks up and presses her ear to the wall, and we see that Cooper is listening on the other side with a stethoscope. Yeah. And so she slams the wall and tells him to, like, go away, which causes feedback in the stethoscope. <laughs> Somehow, I don't think that's how stethoscopes work. <laughs> well, it hurts his ears, and he finally um, stops listening in. Yeah, and Brittany's just kind of like, oh, she, as she's, like, turning around, she's like, oh, you know, I write lyrics more than I play music. And Brittany, like, freaks out a little bit whenever she sees Natasha reading her lyrics. And Natasha's like, no, I love this. An island of hope in the sea of sameness. And that's something that gets yeah, brought talked up about repeatedly. a lot. But also, I would be so mad if some random girl I brought over just started reading my diary, my journal. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do that. And But whenever she's like, oh, I love that, Brittany's like, oh, okay. Yeah, Brittany's <laughs> fine then. Uh, so then Brittany's phone rings, and she answers. Her friends are all screaming that Jordan is around the corner, and he's going to shoot his music video. And so Brittany's like, oh, my God, I'll be on my way. And then she hangs up before, like, finishing what she's saying. And so she, like, turns to Natasha, and she's like, I just heard that Jordan Cahill is shooting his music video, like, down the street. Like, I know it's kind of lame, but, like, maybe we should. And then Natasha, like, interrupts, and she's like, we should go. Like, why not? And she's like, we could, like, make fun of all the crazy fans. And so, again, Brittany's like, yeah, that's what we'll do. <laughs> she's like, yeah, we'll, like, act like them. Like, oh, my God, I love you, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to Brittany screaming her head off. And she's like, I love you. Natasha's like, wow, you're really good at acting. <laughs> uh, so Jordan walks onto set, and the director starts, like, giving him this direction. He's like, all right, you're going to look at yourself in your reflection. Then you're in gonna, the water. In the water. Then you're going to splash your reflection. And then all the girls are gonna come in and dance. You're gonna stand up, pose, flop your hair, and then the girls are gonna yeah, come in and dance. Yeah, this is wearing like this horrible fedora and like trench coat, and it looks so bad. Um, I made a note saying, okay, so they basically just described the bed on it scene from High School Musical two. You ain't slick, High School Musical two writers. We see you exactly. <laughs> um, Jordan is not happy though because this video has like nothing to do with the song. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to do more like flashy, meaningless. He says, "Shrut, shrut, snap." <laughs> Yeah, but the d- director does not listen. He's like, yeah, whatever. So they start filming, and, like, all the girls who are there uh, on set, well, not on set, but, like, watching them continue to scream. Jordan stops the production, and uh, Eddie, who is his best friend and, like, personal assistant, and Len, who is, like, basically his manager, yeah, um, follow him to this, like, sort of makeshift green room, because, again, they're in this, like, weird just like tourist attraction in the suburbs yeah i don't know why they chose here to film this music no explanation on that um jordan is angry because this song was reworked from his original lyrics um but len says uh his fans want songs about love they don't want songs about whatever you wrote about um jordan eats something but then spits it out he's like ew i hate raisins and that's that (laughs) so his manager makes this big deal and he's like get these raisins out of here and fire whoever put them in the trail mix yeah so then jordan tells len he's like i'm not doing this song and then walks away so then len grabs eddie um and he basically he's basically like you need to tell jordan to like change his attitude and do this song yeah he said like get him back on board yeah so eddie sits down next to jordan and jordan just kind of looks at him and he's like do i get out of here like I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And then he tells Eddie, he's like, oh, and by the way, make sure to download all these files from my phone onto a disc. Yeah. And Jordan's just like, my whole life is on that. That was something in the commercial. Yeah. My whole life is on that thing. Um, yeah. And uh, 
Eddie is like, oh yeah, I always do that every time you tell me. And then as Jordan walks away, Eddie goes up to like one of the sound producers on set and he's like, do you know how to get files from a a handheld to a disc? Those are the literal words he (laughs) says. And the dude is just like, no. I mean, I don't think I would in 2004 know how to do that. It's like, it looks like sort of like a Blackberry type. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know how you would do that. <laughs> I don't know. But he could have, like, asked someone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, Brittany and Natasha are about to leave the set. Uh, Natasha tells Brittany, she's like, oh, I'm already having so much more fun here than I thought I would, thanks to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jordan and his crew walk past Brittany, knocking her over. Um, yeah, and as she's laying on the ground, Eddie trips over her. And Brittany's bag has, like, spilled all over the floor. And then Eddie drops everything that he's holding. So, they're both, like, scrambling to pick up all of their stuff. And uh, we see that Eddie grabs the wrong phone. And so they don't notice until Brittany is looking down. And she's like, wait a minute. Like, this isn't my phone. And so. Yeah. uh, So then we see Eddie getting on the bus. And we see that Brittany's phone is in his backpack as the bus leaves. Yeah. Um, So Brittany and Natasha are walking home. And Brittany's frustrated. She keeps calling her own phone. And she gets no answer. And she's like, my dad's going to be pissed if he finds out I lost my phone again. She's like, I know. Just like that stupid roadie has it who's so mean to me. Um, And Brittany's like, you know what? They're um, most likely staying at like the only nice hotel in town by the freeway. But how do we get there? So they ask her older sister, Jessie, who is a horrible driver. She's very nervous in the car, which I relate to. Yes. But you also... (laughs) I don't slam on the brakes every two seconds for no reason. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So once they get there, uh, Brittany is up at the um, uh, front desk clerk um, asking if Jordan is there. And the front desk clerk is Drew Saley. It's Drew Saley. Where did he come from? Yeah, he's just there. I almost put him in, like, the, in, like, the, the people. Yeah, I, I forgot like, about that until, like, we just got to it. Yeah, but, like, it's more of, like, a ca- Well, it's not a cameo because he wasn't famous yet. <laughs> yeah, but he's just there. A very yeah. young Drew Seeley, too. Yeah. Yeah. Drew Seeley was really cute. <laughs> he was. He could have been, like, poor Efron. I'm sorry. I, yeah, we're, we'll go, we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts and opinions. <laughs> yeah, but Brittany goes over, like, asked him, and he's like, no, no one is the- here under that name or whatever. So she goes and tells Natasha. Natasha's like, well, they're obviously here. We just have to not let them tell us no. Yeah, so Natasha walks up back to the front desk, and she talks to, uh, I think his name is David. Yeah. Um, and she's like, listen, like, there's reporters and photographers, like, crawling all over here. Like, we know he's here. Just tell us where he is. Um, so Jesse is, like, honking for them to hurry up, and Natasha's like, we're not gonna leave till we get what we want. Well, we won't leave soon, anyway. We'll leave eventually. Yeah. Um, so then the, the front desk clerk calls Eddie, um, and Eddie is on the phone. He's like, uh, yeah, like, tell these, like, people, like, we know what they're doing, like, stop it. Yeah, like, hundreds of fans have already been here today. Yeah, but Eddie hangs up, and as he hangs up, he realizes he actually does have the wrong phone, because that's what they were trying to tell him, was that, oh, like, we need to switch our phones back. And he's yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, oh, I actually do have the wrong phone. Yeah. So Eddie, he doesn't tell Jordan, and then he immediately runs downstairs and tries to catch Brittany and Natasha before they leave. Yeah, and Brittany and Natasha are, like, reluctantly, slowly walking to the car, and they're, like, upset that they didn't get to see Jordan and, like, get her phone back. So they're going really slow as Eddie is, like, running. It's this whole scene. They get into the car, into the van, and as they start driving, Eddie, like, runs out and runs into the back of the van. Well, as the van is driving away. like, Ed stopped. Jesse breaks suddenly, Mm -hmm. which causes Eddie. Well, I mean, it wasn't going that fast anyway. No, it was at a stop, and Eddie runs into it. Yeah, and so they they look behind. They're like, I don't see anything. And they're just like, okay, well, let's go. Yeah. Leaving Eddie on the floor 
with Britney's phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so Eddie asks, uh, back at the hotel room, Eddie asks Len if he remembers Jordan's phone number. Um, and Len is like, oh, like, well, let me go ask him Jordan. But Eddie's, like, trying to keep it on the down low. Yeah. Doesn't want anyone to know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Eddie, Eddie doesn't tell Jordan anything. And, uh, they're both just like, I'm so sorry. But then Eddie's like, wait, Jordan, like, what, what are you sorry for? Jordan says he's sorry for pulling the rock star act at the shoot today. Um, and Eddie's like, oh, like, it, it's okay. Like, you are a rock star. Yeah. And Jordan's like, am I wrong? Like, I don't want to perform the song. Like, it's not my I don't want to sell out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Eddie's like, oh, well, like, you can dance to this song, and it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Eddie talks about how three years ago, we were in your basement, and you would have killed for this chance. And, like, I would kill for this chance if I were you. And so, like, like, I was there for you then, I'm still here for you now. So here, like, we know that Eddie is basically, like, Jordan's best friend, his right-hand man. Yeah. And so, he also says, you got everything you wanted. Is this what I wanted? And then he said, wait, is this what I wanted? And then Eddie jokingly calls him whiny. And then he's like, I'll trade places with you if you want. Ha ha ha. I'll even date Penelope. And Jordan's yeah. like, oh yeah, I have a girlfriend, Penelope. <laughs> I better go pay attention to her. <laughs> um, so back at uh, Brittany's house, Brittany and Natasha are just looking through this phone. Yeah, they're talking about how nice it is. Because she has just like a simple little like nine. It looks like a Nokia. <laughs> yeah, just like a regular It doesn't like cell phone. flip or yeah. slide or anything. And I mean, like, I don't, like, if I was 14 and I, someone lost their phone, I'd look through it, too. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, Natasha said, I had one of those when I lived in Madrid. And then, Brittany says, my dad won't even let me have Spanish rice because he thinks it's too spicy. <laughs> Spanish rice isn't spicy. White people. <laughs> Listen, like, <laughs> I can't eat, and I'm so fucking white, I can't eat anything hot, but, like, I can eat Spanish rice. It's not spicy. Yeah, but that, it made me laugh. Um, so, but then, Brittany finds Cooper hiding in her closet, and he's, like, a like whose phone is it like mm, what's she gonna do yeah and he threatens to tell dad but Brittany just like kicks him out and so then the phone rings and it's Brittany's number calling so well, also her name pops up yeah i, I guess know. this phone can just it has caller id yeah even though it's a cell phone phone plans yeah, yeah so, so it's it's eddie calling he immediately yells at Brittany, and Brittany's like what hold yeah, on there said, return the phone thief <laughs> yeah Brittany's like excuse me yeah i love i love that for her yeah and then eddie apologizes and he's like oh i'm sorry like i you did come here to return it but i just it's very like, important what's on this phone he's like i'm afraid about it falling into the wrong hands and Brittany's like it's just a phone like calm, yeah like not realizing whose phone it is but then another call comes in and it's madonna <laughs> yeah madonna's name just like shows <laughs> up on the phone screen yeah so I, I like to imagine that madonna like registered her phone under just the yeah. name Mad- no nothing she else have a last name it's <laughs> yeah yeah so they, it's madonna they hang up on eddie because they're like oh my god it's madonna well yeah <laughs> i love this so much. <laughs> they answer the phone and they're like is this madonna yeah. and then they both scream and then they're like hello and madonna hung up well obviously if you call yeah. someone and they just <laughs> scream in your phone you're gonna be like okay bye <laughs> they're just like Maybe we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but, like, okay. See, here's the thing. Like, who is Jordan Cahill, like, who could you compare him to? Who would Madonna be calling? Why would Madonna be calling this, like, boy Justin wonder? I, would Madonna call Justin Bieber? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. The Madonna's Celebrities weird. fascinate me. <laughs> it's just, it's so weird. Like, who do you think? The friend groups. Yeah. And then it's like. Oh, my favorite friend pairing is Stevie Nicks and Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah. Recording Kardashian, that one girl from TikTok. Oh, Charlie D'Amelio? No. I know Charlie D'Amelio. Addison Rae? Yeah. Ray? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so Madonna is close personal friends with Jordan King. Yeah, so that's Calls when... personal cell phone. That's when Natasha realizes that this is Jordan's phone. And so Brittany throws it on her bed, and then <laughs> she goes, ah! And throws it. I relate to that. <laughs> um, and that's when Mom walks in to tell Natasha that her mom is here. But, like, as they do this, they're, like, like trying to hide the phone. They're like, mm, Okay, we'll be right down. Yeah. Um, so the next day, Brittany walks into school, and Natasha is fighting with her friends. Natasha's like, I know Madonna. And all of her friends are like, I don't think you do. Yeah, and then she's like, well, good thing I don't care about what you think. Yeah, but and then Brittany's, like, trying to play it off as a joke. She's like, ha, 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 Natasha, you're so funny. Yeah, she tries to laugh and, like, bring her two friend groups together. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> girl. It's so awkward. I don't think I've ever been the person to try and do that, but I've been one in one of the friend groups. Yes, and it's, it's. Yeah. Yeah, it is awkward. It still that's, is, even as adults. That's why I don't even like inviting, <laughs> inviting like friends and like family functions together because I'm like, who do I attend to? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> this would be so relatable. It is. And so, <laughs> yeah, um, so Brittany tells, yeah, the friends leave and Brittany tells Natasha, she's like, um, first of all, we don't know Madonna. You didn't even talk to her. I did. Yeah. And by the way, we can't tell anyone about this phone and we need to just give it back. Mm-hmm. And Natasha's like, listen, like, you complain all the time, as in yesterday, about (laughs) how boring your life is and how much you hate it. Well, something exciting is falling into your lap, and you need to take advantage of it. Um, So that's when Eddie calls and asks to meet and swap phones. And Brittany and Natasha are, like, both on the phone, and they say yes, but only if they can talk to Jordan. So then Eddie immediately is like, okay, I'll get Jordan. Hey, it's Jordan. Yeah. And they're like, (laughs) sing some bars from your song, Penelope. And, I, well, I could, like, already, like, imagine how this song goes, because he goes, Pene, and then they stop him, mm-hmm. but um, I'm sure it went, like, Penelope. <laughs> That's how they imagine the song goes. Yeah, and they're like, no Jordan, no phone. And then Eddie's like, okay, fine, but can I at least have Gwen Stefani's number? Jordan's been asking for it. So they hang up, and they're like, Gwen Stefani! So this friend group consists of Jordan Cahill. <laughs> Madonna, <laughs> Gwen Stefani, and, Gwen, and this is Gwen Stefani, two thousand four, and and they talk about J Lo later on. Yes, yeah, they're gonna go to J Lo's birthday party. Wow, I want to be a part of this friend group. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, this is J Lo, two thousand four too. So they're like pretty young, exactly. <laughs> um, so then we cut to after school. Brittany and Natasha are helping mom like try to save the Ashbrook house. They have signs that say like honk if you want to save the Ashbrook house. Mm-hmm. Um and Natasha's like, oh this is kinda cool. And um, Brittany's like, I'd rather they just tear it down and make it a coffee shop so I could walk to it. And Natasha's like, isn't there a coffee shop like two blocks down? And she's like, yeah, but I could walk to this one. <laughs> um mom is like briefly says that she does not have enough people to save this house. So Brittany's like holding the sign. She's like, honk to save the Ashbrook house and she's like Honk if you feel sorry for me. And then she gets off. <laughs> yeah, the mom's like, good job. I, I remember that. That was in the commercials. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I love the energy. Yeah. Um, so Natasha is um, looking through Jordan's yeah, she's phone. Yeah, looking at Jordan's phone. And they find out that he has a hair appointment today. Yeah, they get a, like a little no- notification that pops up. And so Natasha immediately has an idea. So she gets on the phone and she calls up the hair salon and she's telling them all of this stuff, like trying to sabotage it. She's like, Jordan doesn't like when anyone looks in his eyes. He only eats raisins. He wants you to bow down when you speak to him. <laughs> oh, and also he wants you to cut all of his hair off. I love the little detail of whatever they call it, the hair salon and the person picks up and she's on the phone. She's like, it's Jordan's people. Like, yeah. telling everyone, like, like obviously it was, like, a big deal for that hair salon that yeah. day, and, like, any sort of, like, communication they have, like, oh, like, 
they're, they're confirming the appointment. <laughs> yeah, and so she hangs up the phone after that, and they're like, okay, all of his hair cut off. And Brittany is like, oh my god, Natasha, you went too far. We can't cut his hair. And then Natasha's like, well, they're not going to cut his hair. If they are going to cut his hair, he would have said something. Which, obviously, what was he doing? Was he sleeping while yeah, they were cutting his hair? Yeah. Because she turns him around. Like, that's, like, partly on Jordan's fault there. Yeah, you would see the hair being cut. Also, yeah. where was his, like bodyguard or anyone didn't say anything no one else know. was there with him because we immediately we immediately cut to jordan at the hair salon the stylist is like cutting him away from yeah the she mirror. does that thing where she turns him around so he can see the mirror and he screams and he's like what have you done and yeah. then she kneels and looks to the floor <laughs> and offers him a raisin <laughs> um so Brittany and her family are having a goddamn four course meal for dinner yeah There's so much food on the table and then her sister is the fucking worst because oh Jessie starts telling God. a story and she says, yeah, so I just knew that that question could not be wrong. So I went up to my teacher and I told him that this cannot be wrong and he redid it and it turns out I was right and everyone else was wrong. So he had to raise my grade and lower everyone else's. First of all, a teacher would never do that. Yeah, they would have raised her grade and left everyone and yeah. else's the same. Second of all, fuck you, Jessie. Yeah, exactly. And her parents are proud of yeah, her. like, oh, good job. And, and she's like, no, she's Jessie. like, it just didn't make sense. Like, I'm perfect. <laughs> did, did it also remind you of our forensics report in high school? Yes. Whenever our friend tried to rat us, not rat us out, but she tried to s- throw us under the bus. So we took a forensics class in high school and we had to do this big ass paper. It was so long. We had to literally read a book and then write like a report about it or and whatever. And we had to write like a billion things about each chapter. I wrote a book about how, or I read the book about how like bugs can like help solve crimes. Yeah. It was really gross. Yeah. But it uh, it was like towards the end of senior year, there was like a bunch of shit going on. Oh, like and so, a very, like less than half the class had done it on time. Yeah. And there was still like a week left till it was due, but somebody had said like, hey, can we have a little bit more time with this? Because we still had like time left in the semester and we didn't have like anything else planned. I'm pretty sure he was just going to let us like end early and then like not do anything. And so the teacher was like, uh, okay, well let's take a vote to see if that's fair. And our one friend raises her hand and she's like, well, I already finished the project, so I don't really think it's fair if we change the date. And so we're like, give them extra credit then if they turned it early, but I had throw us under the bus. I had also finished the project, but I did not agree with that. I was, <laughs> I was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> that is like, that is such energy of like, you forgot to collect the homework. And that, it's not even that. It's like, if a friend told you like, oh my God, I forgot to do the homework last night. Like, I hope they don't ask about it. And then the teacher doesn't say anything. And then the friend is like, you forgot to collect the homework. Here it is. That's what it felt like. <laughs> there was one time in high school where the teacher was going to let us out early, but I just like was not thinking. I was like, no, class is still like 10 minutes longer. And I think about it so much. I was like, God, why did I fucking do that? I'm so fucking stupid. Everyone hated me that day. I'm so sorry to everyone in that class. <laughs> I don't think I was in that class. If I was, I don't remember. So it's okay. I feel so bad about it. I don't know what I was thinking. I was just like, we still have 10 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But back to the dinner table. Jesse's the worst. And uh, yeah, so then... They start talking. Oh, so Cooper asks Dad if he can get a phone. And Dad's like, no, in a couple years. And then Cooper's like, I want a cell phone with a TV and internet access. Kind of like the one. And as, like, he's about to say Brittany's name, she pushes his chair back. (laughs) And he falls back. And Mom's like, I told you to stop rocking in the chairs. Like, I knew you were going to fall. And that's when the uh, home phone rings. Dad picks up the phone. And it's just girls screaming. And he's like, 
Brittany, I think it's for you. <laughs> well, so, yeah, he, he he just keeps listening, and he said something about Jordan cutting his hair. A boy named Jordan cut his hair, and Brittany freaks out. She immediately turns on the TV to um, Jordan News Central. Yeah. And he literally says, uh, his hair is gone, and he says... No word from the record company or management <laughs> about the haircut. <laughs> and there are literally, the people in the audience are crying because he cut his hair. Uh, Brittany is just like, I can't believe we did that. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so Eddie knows that it was them that did it. Yeah. Um, in the hotel room, Jordan is talking to Penelope on the phone. He's like, it's not that bad, Penelope. Yeah, like, it's really down. fine. Um, um, Len is angry. Mm-hmm. And blames Eddie, obviously, because yeah, he's like, well, they said it came from his cell phone. Jordan defends him, um, and Len is says, oh, I have a brilliant idea. We'll create a new image, and the premiere of this music video that we're shooting for the song More Than Me will be uh, the debut of this new image, this new era. So after he leaves, Jordan sits down, and he's like, I know what happened, Eddie. And Eddie, like, immediately starts to apologize. But then he goes, thank you. He's like, I have spent so much time whining about finally, like, wanting to make changes. And mm-hmm. you did that. So, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Eddie's like, oh, yeah, that was the plan all along. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jordan asks for his phone. And Eddie uh, pulls out this one that, like, a brand new one that he bought. Because we can see, like, the box for the new phone. Um, but it's dead. And he's just like, oh, it- forgot to charge and I'm so sorry I'm so sorry <laughs> yeah and Jordan's just like oh it's fine so then we cut to Brittany and she is she finds a folder on his phone called my lyrics <laughs> but this this folder is under a passcode and she's like what would his password be and then I love- she looks under the bed and that's where her brother is so he gets out <laughs> I love the notion of Jordan just like sitting there typing like ah yes more than me more than- like <laughs> on, on his little on his like cell phone. Phone. yeah yeah that's funny <laughs> mm, what rhymes with me <laughs> Yeah, so she promises not to beat up her brother if he helps them unlock it. And so he's like, okay, well, what's his birthday? And she says, 4182, which I looked up and it is. It is Taryn Cohen's birthday. It is his birthday. He's an April Fool's baby. Now I'll never forget it. Yeah. Um, And then after like two seconds, the brother's already in there. And then she's like, wow, was his birthday? And he was like, no, anyone older than our age would just use the factory setting, which he doesn't say what it is. Their own, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make sense, but yeah. So after school, Brittany tells Natasha how good Jordan's lyrics are, and oh my god, it's the same things that I write about. Yeah, um, it's so deeper than like what's going on, and these people are just forcing him to have this image. Yeah, she is immediately like, oh yes, like it's the management. He's trapped in <laughs> his new song, like more than me. The lyrics are the man's different. got him down. Yeah, he's <laughs> like the image is just a product of his management. And Brittany is just like, it's up to us to help him. Yeah. So then we get like a small montage of Brittany and Natasha doing stuff. So Jesse first- McCartney plays in the background. Yes. Yes, the good, the good life. So wow. I am. Okay, I was gonna say that the music in this movie, it's, it's so yeah, good. We'll get to another one later. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like a montage. Well, Britney, like this is the only time that Britney narrates throughout this whole movie. Yeah. It's it's like very weird. Yeah. She's like, oh, like, so we upgraded Jordan's life. Why not upgrade my life? So they buy all these new clothes for Jordan and like tell them to like throw out all of his old clothes, his tacky Vegas wardrobe. Yeah. And as uh, Britney and Natasha are buying new clothes. Uh, Brittany still has, like, writer's block for this song that she's working on. Um, and then they show, they bought him dogs. No, he, so earlier she talks about how he misses his dogs and his girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. So they uh, send his dogs to him. Oh, those were his? Yeah, they're, they're just, his like, dogs. bought him dogs. No, that's his dogs. And <laughs> I was just like, that's 
that's bold. Yeah, so the dogs, like, come in, and it's his dogs. He's so happy to see them. And Lynn, the entire time, is like, what's going on? This Jordan, at this point, he mouths thanks to Eddie. He thinks yeah. Eddie's behind all of this. Yeah, um, and so... Eddie calls Brittany, begging for the phone back. But Brittany's like, no. Yeah. Um, uh, she changes her song to The Open Door. Yeah, we see, like, Natasha doing Brittany's hair... Um, Jordan, who we, who we learn loves frisbee golf, is, like, playing frisbee golf inside the hotel with, with the staff. Lee. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as Brittany and Natasha are walking by, Brittany's friends are annoyed, which, again, like, I'm not completely mad at them well, for Brittany blowing them off completely. Yeah, well, and it's not just that. They also look kind of hurt, because she's just, like, yeah, yeah she's just, like, not talking to them anymore or, like, doing anything with yeah. them. Yeah, and the fact that they, like, saw her lie about, and not even that, but it's, like, they all love Jordan Cahill. It's something that they shared together. Yeah. Which, like, I know, like, sounds weird, but, like. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, for her to, like, blow them off like that. Yeah, so then we cut to Jordan trying to film his music video, but he stops again, and he's like, you know, this just isn't working for me. <laughs> I love the beanie. <laughs> like, his wardrobe. Well, yeah, his so he basically so just like, looks like a 22-year-old in 2004 yeah, now. It's so, like, out of place, they're, like, trying to, like, dance, like, with these girls, yeah. he's just, like, in jeans and a jacket. He looks kind beanie. of like, like, the stereotype of a skater from that time. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But not with shaggy hair, with short hair. Yeah, um, yeah, he tells Len it's still not good, and then Len yells at Eddie and shoves this, like, magazine cover in his face. It's like, the new Jordan, and Len's like, we were supposed to break this, it was supposed to be a big thing. Yeah. Um, Eddie's like, it wasn't us, but, um, and Eddie's like, well, what does it matter? Like, Jordan's happy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And Len is like, listen, like, one more surprise, and, like, we're done. Y'all are done. Yeah, I'm firing both of you. Um, and then he's like, you need to convince Jordan to sing the song that I want. Mm-hmm. So, we got to Brittany is playing her new song for Natasha over the phone, and Natasha's like, oh my gosh, it's amazing, I love it, it's everything. Uh, we love supportive friendship. Exactly. Um, Brittany is like, oh, like, I hear, like, ice cream calling my name, I'll call you later. So, Brittany walks downstairs, and she walks, she, like, eavesdrops on her parents talking, and Mom is very sad about her efforts to save the house are failing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom, she says she wants people to realize that this house is what makes they're, like, little suburbs unique. It's, like, the one thing that, like, makes them different. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brittany, at this point, is sort of realizing this thing that she sort of, like, blew off is the thing that she's sort of been, hope like, wishing for. Like, yeah. something, an island in the sea of sameness! Yeah, well, Natasha says that later. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, a rally Saturday, but only, like, seven people are uh, signed, signed up. up and none yeah. of them are even her kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's when Brittany pulls up Jordan's schedule for Saturday, and he was completely free. Oh, yeah, so she calls Eddie, and Eddie is very sassy, saying this has to end, uh, but actually, it's her friend calling him, and she's like, who is this? I'm trying to talk to Brittany, and then Eddie hangs up. Yeah, so um, Brittany walks up to her friends at school talking to Natasha, and they're just kind of like, do you really know Jordan? Like, is she telling the truth? And Brittany's like, yes, and tells them everything. Yeah, but as she's doing this, she's saying, like, so I did this, and Natasha's like, well, we did that. And but then Natasha's getting completely ignored. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, a, like more girls who are, like, crowding around her. They're like, ah, like, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brittany, like, stops telling the story for a second. She's like, wait, like, where's Natasha? And then the friend goes, who knows? Who cares? Yeah. Which, ugh. Oh, that hurts. That hurts me. Like, yes, like, I did say, like, I do feel for them. But then, like, I feel for Natasha here, too. Well, yeah, and she's, like, the new girl, and that's her only friend. Like, at least the friend group has, like, the rest of them, too. So, yeah. It's, yes. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, oh, so many dynamics. It's true. This is really complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Relationships. 
Yeah, and so... Um, yeah, so this is when Brittany announces to everyone that Jordan will perform at the Ashbrook House rally tomorrow. Yeah, so um, they all scream and they hug Brittany, and then we see Natasha, like, walk away looking sad as they all, like, hug her. Yeah, so Brittany calls Eddie, and she says that if Jordan uh, sings at the rally tomorrow, she will give the phone back. But if he doesn't, she will threaten to erase everything on the phone. And as we know, Eddie has not saved anything on this phone. So yeah, so, like, all of his out. lyrics and everything else would just be gone. Yeah, so Eddie agrees, and that's when Penelope calls Jordan's phone. <laughs> yeah. And Brittany answers, and she's like, hi, Penelope. Oh, you're flying then Saturday? Mm, that's not gonna work. Jordan's busy. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's it. literally it. Uh, so, at, um, uh, the house, house. Yeah, late, later that night, Brittany, like, tells her parents that her family, they're like, listen, like, I got Jordan to perform at this rally. And mom is, like, very hopeful for the first time. She's like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe it. Like, so many people are gonna show up. And um, Jesse says, well, I hope he'll be up to it since he and Penelope broke up. Well, actually, he, people are saying that she broke up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brittany runs off. She was eating this, like, giant bowl of ice cream the size of her head. Yeah. And Well, they had made it for her because her mom was so happy that they were going to save Ashbrook House. Yeah, so she runs off to, like, check the news. And Cooper, like, takes her seat trying to steal the ice cream. But then the parents take it away from him. And as they... <laughs> hold on. As they take it away, the... Like, whipped cream on top was clearly made of plastic, because you can see, like, the plastic top, like, move in the bowl. Oh. <laughs> and then they put it in the pantry, and they stop. Yeah, they put it in the cabinet. But then they, yeah, the cabinet, and they stop for a second, and they're like, why did we do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I love that moment. But yes, but, like, the, the ice cream, like, the plastic whipped cream top moved as they were putting it in the cabinet. I did not see that. Because whipped cream will melt under the stage lights. Yeah. Yeah, so Brittany turns on TV again, and she sees the reporter saying that things are bad for Jordan Cahill now. Um, so yeah, then he says that his video is also behind schedule. Uh, he has no no girlfriend, no hair. Is his reign finally coming to an end? Yeah, because he doesn't have a girlfriend and he cut his hair. Yeah, and Brittany's like, oh no, what have we done? So later, I guess the next day, she shows up at Natasha's house, and she her, her mom answers the door, and she's like, oh hey, Brittany, like nice to see you. And she's like, hey, I've been calling Natasha. Is she here? And she's like, oh yeah, she's upstairs. And then Natasha's mom stops her, and she's like, you know, I wanted to thank you for like being Natasha's friend. She's so shy, and she has trouble making friends. And Brittany's like, shy like I don't think so yeah <laughs> but mom just like kind of like blows past it and she's like oh like by the way we're having a barbecue tomorrow uh, to celebrate Natasha's dad coming home and Brittany's like oh like from where like Paris Madrid and mom's like no he was in Buffalo you know salesman stuff yeah she called him a stationary salesman he sells stationary I didn't know if that was like a term or if he really <laughs> sold, just went around door to door being like hey you want to buy some paper yeah I don't know uh, uh, so Brittany has a small flashback of all of the times Natasha's been like Paris Madrid uh my dad lives in Europe like all of these things and then that I she live said. with my mom yeah uh, yeah, so Natasha, or Brittany goes upstairs, and she immediately, she's like, Natasha, like, we're in trouble. And Natasha's like, um, the, what we are you talking about? Um, and Brittany's like, yeah. She, like, apologizes. She's like, okay, I shouldn't have, like, taken credit for everything, but, you know, I shouldn't have said that Jordan should sing at this thing either, but I yeah. just, like, really wanted to help my mom. So Natasha's like, I don't want to help you for you to just take all the credit again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brittany's like, I don't want credit for like, breaking up Penelope and Jordan, and then Natasha says, is there anything you won't do to be the center of attention? And this sets Brittany off. Yeah. Because she's like, your mom thinks you have no friends because you're shy, but it's because you're a liar. I knew some people like that. (laughs) Who just kept losing friends because 
they were not good people. But it's not just that, because then Natasha's like, okay, well, you've lied to me, too. Right. So, yeah, then Natasha calls Brittany out for, like, being a fan of Jordan. She's like, you told me you weren't a fan, but, like, you love Jordan. Yeah. And then Brittany's like, your parents aren't divorced. And Natasha's like, I never said they were. Um, yeah, they just kind of go back and forth, like, being like, you lied to me, you lied to me. Yeah, and she's like, the only reason you talk to me is because I'm fabulous. And Brittany's like, I talked to you because I felt sorry for you. And Natasha's like, you're desperate to be like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natasha tells Brittany there is nothing unique about her, which hits Brittany hard. Yeah. And, yeah, Natasha says, your life's a lie. And Brittany's like, I should have never listened to you. I should have just given the phone back. And Natasha's like, like, this is my fault. Mm-hmm. And this is whenever Natasha's mom walks up and she's like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Which, like, ugh. okay. So I feel like this is a very, like, accurate portrayal of, like, a friend fight when you're, like, 14. I've never really had one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I assume that, like, this is what it would have gone <laughs> I don't think I had a time like that where I, like, fought with my friend while I was at their house or anything. I was, oh my god, that must have been, like, so but awkward. I think, I feel like that has happened with, like, I had friends where she would have, like, multiple friends over at a time, and I think that she got in a fight with one of her other friends who I didn't really know, and I Yeah, like, I've had that, that happen where yeah. I've been in, like, a whole group of people at someone's house, and, like, two people get into a fight. Yeah. And, oh my god, it's so, I mean, like, it happens. Yeah. So, like, good for them. And then, like, oh my god, like... How much do the parents hear? How much do they have to, like, intervene? I think about this all the time. Like, if I have kids, I'm so stressed. Like, if they're, if my friend, if my kid wants to invite a friend over, then I have to k- take care of that kid. And, like, what if their <laughs> parents have different rules? And, like, it's stressful. See, it would stress me out. Like, what if I have a daughter and she's like, oh, like, girl drama. And I'm like, I never had girl drama. I don't know how to handle this. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, I did love this scene because I thought it was very... I assume it was very realistic. Well, yeah, but mom asks what's going on, and then Brittany just, like, leaves crying and gets onto her yeah, bike and, and again, like, she's away. crying. Like, it's, yeah. it's very devastating. Yeah. <laughs> they served up some harsh burns. Yeah, so uh, Brittany is biking home, and then she has another montage thinking about yeah, the she, memories. Yeah, she, like, reminisces. She's, yeah. like, biking. Yeah, she's biking, and then Jordan's phone rings. Brittany picks it up and immediately starts apologizing to Eddie for everything. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'll give you the phone back. I should have never done this. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And Eddie reveals, he's like, oh, like, I wish I would have told you, you would have told me this an hour ago because I told Jordan everything and he disappeared. And it's all your fault. Yeah. He says he ran away and it's all your fault. Mm -hmm. Um, So Len grabs Eddie and they are going to track Jordan's phone with uh, like a satellite program and hunt him down. And Eddie's like, I could have done that the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so Brittany is sitting sadly on a park bench, uh, the phone rings, and it's Jordan. Brittany starts apologizing for Penelope, and he's like, it's fine, we were breaking up anyway, like, yeah. it's not your fault. Um, and then she's like, oh, I love your lyrics, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, have you heard of boundaries? <laughs> that reminds me of that stupid-ass scene in One Tree Hill whenever Pete Wentz was there, and Peyton's like, I love your lyrics. My pen is the barrel of the gun. Remind me which side I should be on. And then Pete Wentz is like... Oh my god, a hot girl knows my lyrics. <laughs> I love that Pete Wentz is a guest star. One Tree Hill, my favorite One Tree Hill character. My favorite One Tree Hill character. Oh my god, <laughs> and he just dates a high schooler though. That's illegal. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, Jordan says he's like, well, I can't record those lyrics because the record company owns me, and I have to do what Len says because they for the own- next six albums. Yeah, six albums. Yeah. Um, Len and Eddie pull up behind Brittany in their car. Yeah. Uh, and immediately start chasing her on her bike. <laughs> yeah, Brittany screams and just bikes off. Uh, yeah, so Brittany, uh, bikes. Apparently she lost them on her bike. And they were she, in a she car. She knows the suburbs better than they did. 
like they said, like, everything looks the same. I guess so. Yeah, she leaves her bike on her front lawn and runs inside. Um, she goes up to her room, and Natasha's already there. It's only been, like, maybe an hour, which yeah. I love. <laughs> they immediately hug and apologize. She's like, I'm so sorry, like, you were right about everything. Like, I just wanted you to like me. I just wanted you to like me. That's why we both yeah. lied. Again, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Brittany's like, oh my god, I didn't tell you. I talked to Jordan, and he loves what we did besides the threats and extortion. And <laughs> the record company won't let him record his songs, and so he's running away. And Natasha's yeah. like, well, maybe I'll still record if we get your phone back. I have a plan. Yeah, Natasha's like, well, he can still sing at the rally, but we have to find him and get the phone. Uh, Brittany opens to find Brittany opens her closet because she thinks Cooper is there, but he's not there. Excuse me. <laughs> They leave, and he was hanging on the back of the door while Natasha was there the whole time? Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so walking downstairs, Brittany tells uh, Jesse that they'll be at the rally soon. They have to do something first. Brittany opens the door to find Eddie and Len standing there. Yeah. They close the door and scream, which, like, I would if I was 14 and these grown men were chasing me. Well, yeah, but then they run out the back door and scream the entire time that they're <laughs> running. Brenda's always just, like, waving her hands in the air. She's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, and they're like, let's cut they're through 14. this backyard. They're 14. Yeah, they cut through the neighbor's yard, and they're like, oh, like, we'll cut through the McDonald's. And then the, the mom and daughter, who are the neighbors, are just, like, sitting in the pool as yeah. they're, like, running through the backyard. And my mom's like, Brittany, can you babysit tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, Brittany's like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Continue to run. Yeah, the mom doesn't say anything. She's like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, so they get out, and as they get to, like, where, I guess, the front yeah, of they their... run, like, onto this, like, I don't know, I guess, like, another street, like, in the subdivision. Yeah, but Cooper meets up with them and gives them her bike, and so... He's as, like, oh, like, I heard you. <laughs> yeah, so as he gives her their bike, they get on it, and that's when, like, again, the minivan comes up, but they are still <laughs> somehow able to outbike them. Yeah, so Brittany is biking with Natasha on the back of the bike through the park, which I thought was so cool. <laughs> um, Natasha is calling all the press. So, yeah, like, she's like, I'm I have an exclusive. CNN. Um, <laughs> Len and... Eddie are trying to uh, find the phone with, like, their little GPS tracker. And during the scene, stuck in the middle with you. Yeah! I, that, yeah. I was like, how did they get that song? <laughs> it's like the one that's like, please. Stuck in the middle with you. Yeah. <laughs> it works so well, though. It does. That's what I'm saying. The music in this movie is so good. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, they finally found Jordan's bench, but he's not there. So they call him, and he's like, oh, sorry, I went to the diner. I got hungry. It's fine, though. I'll keep it a low profile. But he doesn't. He takes off his beanie and immediately gets noticed. Well, they also have Jordan Cahill bobbleheads at this diner for some reason. They give it's them prob- to him well, with they probably his meal. did it, like, because he was coming to town. Yeah, I guess. Do you remember uh, whenever Zac Efron came because <laughs> some girl won a contest? No. Oh, you don't remember that? No. Oh, my gosh. It was, like, eighth grade, I think. I don't know. Someone won a contest to, like, see Zac Efron's new movie with him at Ronnie's. And people were just, like, going to the theater to just, like, be in the parking lot to see if they could, like, see Zac Efron. I had texted one of my friends, but, like, we couldn't drive it. So I texted my friend, one of my friends. I was like, I'm going to go to Ronnie's and try and see Zac Efron. But, like, we couldn't, like, figure it out at the time. Yeah. And then my one friend was like, oh, I was there. This movie attendant told me that this was the popcorn that he ate. I have it in a plastic bag. <laughs> and looking back, I'm like, you probably didn't need that popcorn. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. No, I didn't know that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he, basically, Jordan gets mobbed by all these teenage girls, and he runs back to where they are, and they meet him on the bike, and he just somehow starts running at pace with them on the bike. Yeah, he's running while the fans are chasing him. 
And they it's, aren't running any faster. It's like faster. a cartoon. Yeah. Like, whenever, um, it reminded me of whenever, like, Chip Skylark would run from fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so, finally, they somehow lose this mob of girls, and they're like, here, I know where to go, and they go into this little, like, tunnel on one of the playgrounds at the park. Yeah, so they finally swap phones, but before that, they send Jordan's lyrics to More Than Me to every phone in the world? Well, it's all of Jordan's contacts and all of Britney's contacts, and then I... they share them to their contacts, and that's yeah. how it works, because teenage so... girls run the world. Yeah, it's, it's very true. Exactly. <laughs> but, okay, so, like, some people, like, get, like, the lyrics, like, in written form, but then some people pick up the phone and, like, the song is playing, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they don't explain that. It's fine. Um, but Len gets the lyrics, too, and he's very angry. Yeah, well, all of Britney's friends get them, and they start screaming and singing along, and then they share it with their friends. That's why I said that teenage yeah. girls run the world. It's true. Um, yeah, so Len and his goonies and Eddie are in the car, and they find Brittany's bike next to the tunnel mm -hmm. on the playground. Um, so Eddie's, like, trying to appeal to Len for a little bit. He's like, listen, like, can we just calm down? Yeah. Um, the GPS finds the phone in the tunnel, but whenever they go in there, no one's in there, but the phone is. So Jordan, Brittany, and Natasha are being driven by Jesse. Um, Jordan says he's not sure about singing this afternoon, but he trusts these 14-year-old girls who made some minor life changes. <laughs> um, they, he's like, you gave me my life back. And Jordan's like, you know, I grew up in a place just like here, like the suburbs. I was desperate to find a way out, but now that I'm out, I don't know what I was hoping for. And Natasha says an island of hope in the sea of sameness. And Jordan's like, yeah, can I use that? Yeah. And Natasha's like, oh, Brittany wrote it. And Brittany's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> she's like, don't give me any attention. Uh, she's like, yes, she did. Yeah, Natasha, like, really tries to hype up Brittany. She's like, yeah. no, she's really good. <laughs> yeah, and Brittany's like, I'm not that good. I just sometimes write songs. And Jordan's and like, oh, you should pursue it. Yeah. Follow your dreams. Um, Brittany is about to say, well, I could if I ever get out. But then she's like, oh, wait, that's what you were just talking about. Yeah. And Jordan says... You can be stuck anywhere, but you can't blame the location. You can only blame yourself. Suburbs are just a state of mind. <laughs> I want to know who wrote that. <laughs> if you wrote, if you worked on the Z-Com and you wrote that, please message us on Instagram. If I was friends with Taryn Killam, <laughs> I would just send that to him all the time. Constantly. <laughs> yeah, so as we can see, Jordan, even though he was rich and famous, was stuck in his own personal suburbs. And this is the message that I want to say to kids who grew up in the suburbs. I also grew up in the suburbs. And I just want to say, like, y'all who are like, oh, it's so boring and normal and I can't walk anywhere except for other houses. Like, listen, if you lived in the suburbs, you were probably, like, well-to-do and had a roof over your head and, like, grew up without, like, worrying what food you're gonna have on the table. And yes, suburbs are uh, part of the institutional racism that makes up America. But as a child, I did not realize that. I just had like a very happy childhood and home life. And even though it was the suburbs, it was very nice. So I just want to say, be grateful for what you fucking have. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> grow up in the suburbs. I grew up outside of the suburbs, but yeah. I, see, I feel like I had a different experience because I was, like, especially in high school, all of my friends lived in the suburbs, and I was just, like, 20 minutes outside of the suburbs, <laughs> and I was always just, like, so jealous. Like, I spent all of my time there in high school with my friends, <laughs> and I was like, this is so inconvenient. <laughs> so be grateful for the suburbs, that you're not further yeah, away. just be grateful <laughs> for what you have. Yeah. Like, especially, like, Brittany's house was very nice. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Anyway. 
Um, so mom is stalling to an impatient crowd at the rally because Jordan's not here yet. They start yelling at her. They're and, like, okay, it's other people's parents that yeah. are like, where's Jordan? It's like an old woman. She's like, we don't care about your stupid house. Where's Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Brittany's friends start to leave. They're like, I knew it. Brittany doesn't know Jordan. Yeah. But then the minivan pulls up. And Brittany, Jordan, and Natasha run out. And as they as they run by, each of Brittany's three friends, like, their jaws dropped because, yeah. like, he's actually there. And Natasha goes back and closes each one of their mouths <laughs> yeah. and says, you're drooling. Which, ooh, I love female friendship, but ooh, that was so good. <laughs> yeah. So Jordan goes and introduces himself to Brittany's mom. And he's like, okay, I'll be on in two minutes. I just need some time. And mom's like, yeah, sure, whatever, Jordan. Uh, Len and Eddie show up. And Natasha's like, oh, I'll go stall them. But then we never see her. <laughs> yeah, we don't see her stall them. Um, Len tells Eddie that he needs to find Jordan and make sure he doesn't sing. And he's like, and if you do this, I'll, like, hire you to the record company. Like, maybe we'll, like, manage the tour. Yeah. Instead of just being, like, Jordan's personal assistant. Yeah. Um, so, like, back, like, behind the house, Jordan is nervous to go sing because it'll be just him and, like, you know, not none of this, like, flashy stuff behind yeah, him. Yeah, and it's, like, more personal now. But yeah. he feels good about it. And yeah, he, he thanks Brittany. He thanks Brittany. And Brittany's like, oh, wait, like, hold on. Let me go grab something. Yeah. So she leaves Eddie walks up and he's like hey like Jordan like you know like this this could be the end but Jordan's like yeah well and he also says like don't sacrifice everything for the both of us but Eddie um is like you know what I have to go do yeah, something he says you do what you gotta do but I'm gonna do what I have to do yeah so Eddie goes around to the front of the house and he starts like making this announcement to the crowd and Len's like oh okay like we're good. But then Eddie says, I'd like to introduce my best friend, Jordan Cahill. Yeah. And so he does, yeah. So uh, Len is very angry. And Jordan comes out and he gives this speech about what makes you special. And I didn't write it down. <laughs> yeah. Brittany comes up behind him and gives him his guitar. And Jordan. Gives him her guitar. Her guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the um, cow spots strap. Yeah, butterfly stickers. It's very nice. Um, Jordan sings More Than Me. And then this full band appears on, like, the porch under... There's, like, two porches. Jordan's on the top porch. And there's this full band underneath yeah. with, like, drums there's and, no- like, a bass and guitar out of nowhere. No one back Jordan singing More Than Me. They don't know where they came um, from. We have some Brittany and Natasha flashbacks of their friendship. That's yeah. lasted, like, a week, I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> So um, then the Ashbrook house gets saved. We see that in the next scene. It's yes, like it's a, it's a public landmark. People yeah. are like having lunch on the lawn. It's really fun. Yeah. So um, then we also are in carpool after another soccer game. Natasha is apparently on the team now, even though she is also very bad at soccer. Yeah, or at least goalie. Sign up. Um, yeah, so it's like the same scene as the first where like everyone's talking, but no, like Natasha is there too. And I love that Natasha, like it wasn't just like Brittany and Natasha versus the friends. Now Natasha has like joined them and they're all friends now. Yeah. And Brittany's on the phone with Jordan, and she's like, oh, yeah, we miss you, too. Like, it'd be great if you could come to visit, but we're a little busy right now. Like, I'll tell everyone you love him. You she's miss like, them. oh, you want us to come to New York? Yeah. <laughs> They're 14. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess after they helped him, like, save realize, his career. Save his, and realize what he wants, I guess. But, like, I'm not, like, if it was, like, a family trip. I think that'd be bad. Well, yeah, I like a family friend. I think that their parents would be going with them. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, like everyone's friends with Jordan now. She's like, everyone say bye to Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> so they all get off the phone and they go to Brittany's house. But then 
uh-oh, they need to go inside again. Yeah, they all rush in just like before. But this uh, time, Cooper's like, I thought you guys weren't going to make it, and turns it on himself. Yeah, it's um, the premiere of the new video. It's, like, the video that they've been trying to film the whole movie. All the girls are in it, and they, like, all, like, Natasha, Brittany, and her friends, they do, like, this little dance, um, and then they do, like, the dance in the living room as well. Yeah. But whenever the singer turns around, it's Eddie who is the singer, and he is singing, he's singing the change lyrics to More Than Me, so... I guess Jordan sold his song, or like, maybe like they already owned the song. Oh, well, he's basically becoming Jordan Cahill now because he's yeah. singing that song. They don't explain that at all. Because it's still like Jordan's song. Like he wrote like the music for it and stuff. And like, most... well, he was signed under contract. Yeah, so I well, guess that's they what I'm saying. It. They probably yeah. just took it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but instead of this time knocking over the couch, they all sit on the couch. Yeah. But yeah, apparently. Uh, and he was just able to take his spot. I guess. And no one thought that was weird. I don't know. <laughs> they don't explain that. Yeah, there's, I'd really like, um, like a Stuck in the Suburbs too. Yeah, I'd like an explanation at least. Unstuck, almost out of the suburbs. <laughs> Still in the suburbs. Still in the suburbs, but yeah. we're friends with a former teen pop sensation. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that's the end of it. But then the credits roll and this song plays and it's called Over It. It's by Annalise Vanderpool. And oh, I did not know that. I Okay, I thought it was Allie and AJ because I was like listening to it and I was like, this sounds so familiar. And I remember this song because, again, I liked this movie a lot and I liked the music from it when I was a kid too. So I like knew all the words to this credit song. <laughs> and then I had to look it up on Shazam and it was Annalise Vanderpool. So I did not know she was a singer. It's pretty good. It, that's Chelsea from That's a Raven. Uh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> if you, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. Um, did you have any quotes? Um, mine was, I said it earlier. Mine was suburbs are just a state of mind. <laughs> oh, mine was the one about dad not letting her eat uh, Spanish rice because it's too spicy. <laughs> I think they were really trying to make some commentary on the suburbs and how white it is. Yeah, I think that was, the, I mean, besides uh, Brenda's song and her family, everyone was white. Yeah. So how did you rate and rank this? I, I almost took off a half point because that ending was very inexplicable, mm-hmm. but then I was like, I've given more to DCOMs for, or yeah, I've taken off less for more things. Yeah. I shouldn't be that critical. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to happen, but... I gave it a five out of five, and it's number one. <laughs> I see. I was really stuck on where to put this because this was like a decomp that I was genuinely very excited to watch, and like it was a lot easier to watch than a lot of the ones we've been watching recently. But again, I agree with you. I did take off half of a point because there were just like certain things that didn't line up, and it was like, why <laughs> did that happen? Why did it have to be like this? I agree. Also, the ending was very unsatisfying, and this movie was shorter. This was only like an hour and like twenty minutes. Yeah, something like that. So they did have a little bit more time that they could have like come up with some explanation or something but they didn't so yeah i gave this a four and a half out of five but i put this at number four halloween town 2 is above it and model behavior is below it yeah i just have cadet kelly below it and i really i just really love the just like the like teenage girl friendship and it's like well and there's there's so much nostalgia around this movie and it's like relatable to like your own experience too even though like you didn't sabotage a famous rock star but you know (laughs) No, but I love, like, even though, yeah, it is about, like, a girl finding a, or, like, getting a pop star's phone. Yeah. It's very, like, 
like the, the other aspects are very realistic. Yeah, which I feel we you don't get a lot in TCOM. Yeah, this is something that you could like actually relate to, and like the soccer thing. Like I remember watching this one time before I had to go to a soccer game, so I was like getting ready, putting on my soccer <laughs> outfit, like while they were like were you doing a dance. No, I was not. I was watching them, and I was like, that looks fucking cool. I wish I could do that. <laughs> so yeah. All right, that's it. That's stuck in the suburbs. Next week we have Tiger Cruise. Oh, I've never seen this. Yeah, it's, it's a different vibe entirely. So we'll see you then. Bye.